Good evening. Our psalms tonight are Psalm 148 and Psalm 150, and that starts on page 524. And uh, here we are. We'll start evening prayer, the last uh, office of the season of Trinity. Evening prayer starts on page 21. Let my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and let the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the desires, devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 148 on page 150. Excuse me, 150. Uh, page 524. O praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all ye angels of his. Praise him, all his host. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all ye stars and light. Praise him, all ye heavens, and ye waters that are above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he spake the word, and they were made. He commanded, and they were created. He hath made them fast forever and ever. He hath given them a law which shall not be broken. Praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons and all deeps. Fire and hail, snow and vapors, wind and storm, fulfilling his word. Mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowls. Kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all judges of the world. Young men and maidens, old men and children, praise the name of the Lord. For his name only is excellent, and his praise above heaven and earth. He shall exalt the horn of his people. 
All his saints shall praise him, even the children of Israel, even the people that serveth him. O praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him in his noble acts, praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him in the sound of the trumpet, praise him upon the lute and harp. Praise him in the timbrels and dances, praise him upon the strings and pipe. Praise him upon the well-tuned cymbals. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the thirteenth chapter of the Book of the Wisdom of Solomon. What born fools all men were who lived in ignorance of God, who from the good things before their eyes could not learn to know him who really is, and failed to recognize the artificer, though they observed his works. Fire, wind, swift air, the circle of the starry signs, rushing water, or the great lights in heaven that rule the world, these they accounted gods. If it was through delight in the beauty of these things that men supposed them gods, they ought to have understand, understood how much better is the Lord and Master of it all. For it was by the prime author of all beauty that they were created. If it was through astonishment at their power and influence, men should have learnt from these how much more powerful is he who made them. For the greatness and beauty of created things give us a corresponding idea of their creator. Yet these men are not greatly to be blamed, for when they go astray they may be seeking God, and really wishing to find him. Passing their lives among his works and making a close study of them, they are persuaded by appearances, because what they see is so beautiful. Yet even so they do not deserve to be excused, for with enough understanding to speculate about the universe, why did they not sooner discover the Lord and Master of it all? Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourth chapter of the book of Revelation. After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. 
and he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance, and there was a rainbow around the throne, in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were twenty-four thrones, and on the thrones I saw twenty-four elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their head. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal, and in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion, the second living creature like a calf, the third living creature had a face like a man, and the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is Thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not Thy Holy Spirit from us. Stir up, we beseech Thee, O Lord, the wills of Thy faithful people, that they, plenteously bringing forth the fruit of good works, may by Thee plenteously be rewarded through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Um, I think I mentioned at the start that this is our, our last day in um, our last office in the Trinity season. And um, I don't know if you remember way back on um, June 19th was First Trinity Sunday. So Trinity's been a long season uh, since June 19th, obviously. We're getting close to not quite six months, but it was a long haul. And so tomorrow starts Advent. But before we go there, we have a few things to talk about from our passages tonight. Psalm 150 is like, it's the concluding psalm, and it uh, kind of puts a nice top on the Psalter, the, the book of Psalms. Uh, with a final praise, Halil, by raising and answering some strategic questions about praise. Uh, some of the questions it raises and answers about where, uh, what do we praise for, with what do we praise, who do we praise, um, and so those are the the answer, the questions and the answers. And um, so it's a, it's a really good ending of of uh, Psalms and and a good food for thought as we go into Advent because we have to remember these things. So then we go into the Book of Wisdom. And I think um, this Trinity season, as we read wisdom, I, I got a little better grasp, I think, on for myself on, on uh, Apocrypha. And to, tonight's reading was helpful in that. Reading apocalyptic literature, is uh, it gives us insight. And, of course, we don't use it for um, a doctrine, or, uh, but just for teaching and, and for um, uh, guidance. Uh, we can see where an educated rabbi like Paul may have been exposed to some of this teaching. So we see in our passage tonight, uh, for the, from the greatness and beauty of created things comes a corresponding perception of the creator. And so um, that was in verse 5. And St. Paul uses the same reasoning in Romans 1.20. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and a Godhead, so that they are without excuse. And I think the point was, obviously, that, uh, like as Jesus said, if the people didn't praise him, the stones would, the rocks would cry out. And so the, the just the beauty of creation teaches us that there is a God and that, and would lead us to God if we probably, if we contemplated it long enough. Um, not going to suggest that route, but just the thought that I think when people behold nature and the world, they, they uh, conclude that there, there is, um, they, they may not, they call it intelligence, I guess I would call it God. So as we move into Revelation, it's really important to remember in Revelation that it's symbolic literature and, and not everything can be taken um, literally or applied literally. And not only that, we don't really know. I mean, um, the people of the time, they, they would read Revelation and they would meet, you know, they would know what it meant right away. To them it meant this, and this is obviously what it addressed. And so uh, being a Christian in the 70s and having read all the late great planet Earths and all the th uh, books about Jesus coming back, um, and how it's going to happen and when it's going to happen until it doesn't happen that way. So we all agree that he's coming back, but I think they try to put something on it and try to make something of it that it's not. 
And so um, I'm going to encourage you at this point, if, if uh, I know on, on our online at St. Matthew's, there's a, a link to get into the Revelation Bible study. And I can't be there when they're doing it, but I can look at the link. And, and Bishop Scarlett and Father Hayden do a really, really good job of, of bringing this book into, um, uh, you know, like a, a, a semblance of it means something and it makes sense. The other thing to remember, I know some people, got, they get scared at the thought of Jesus coming back and the world ending. But in the early church, uh, the book of Ezekiel and the book of Revelation were their main books. The, the main things that they read and used uh, weekly as worship things, worship uh, tools. So um, just it's important to maybe not be afraid of that. Because I think if we're afraid of it, that means we really, really don't understand it. So some of the things we see, we see the stones described, the um, the, the being on the throne was used describing uh, using stones, and all those stones were luminescent and gave forth light. And so that was the reason for the stones. And then we see these animals surrounding the throne. We see a lion, and that's symbolic. And, um, and uh, Ezekiel used um, those kinds of symbols. A lion symbolizes strength and power. And then the next thing we see is a calf, and the calf demonstrates that um, – they symbolize a humble service. Uh, a face like a man shows they are rational beings, and like a flying eagle um, is uh, their swiftness and, and their uh, power. So um, also full of eyes, it's, it's uh, to behold God's holiness. And so it's, it's a vision, I think it's to let people know of the time, and, and for us too, that you know God is, is almost... Um, you know, what we see, like uh, Paul says, we see through a mirror, but darkly, and, and someday we'll behold all of him. But uh, we're not ready for that yet. But we do know that his uh, holiness and glorious um, presence, uh, we would probably need a different body to behold that. So, and then the, the elders around the throne, they were kings, and they... Um, they got on their face and they threw their crowns. They, they cast their crowns, and it made me realize where the singing group got their name, Casting Crowns. Um, but they cast their crowns, and the symbolism of that is that um, they don't deserve any of the worship. It all goes to God. And so even these powerful kings got down on their faces and cast their crowns to God. And so the main, the main message, I think, to remember is that God made his creation and um, he set out to redeem his creation. So he hasn't given up on us and uh, won't give up on us. And so it's, we're called to remember that. And so as we move into Advent, we're called to remember. I, I think I've said this so many times before, but we're called to remember who God is, what he does, and who we are in relation to him. And if we get a good balance of that, I think it's we're going to feel his presence and uh, live uh, with more peace and victory. So let's continue with the intercession on uh, page 590. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time.
And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us tonight. I look forward to seeing you all tomorrow when we start um, Advent. And thanks to Robert, my co-leader. Great reading job. I love it. To, I love to hear Robert read. It's good to see Thank all you. Thank you, Deacon Bob. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Thank you, guys.